Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about film and TV culture, but instead of getting into the bullshit on the timeline, we're giving you what's real. Um, as always, I'm Deputy Editor Cal, pop culture here at Complex, got the homie Fraser Tharp. Young senior editor. Summer man in the building. Special episode. Special. Emergency episode. We usually drop on Wednesdays, but if you watch last night's Watchmen. We kind of felt like no one would want to wait. No. Like we didn't want to wait. We were going to drop this regular. and But, I mean, how could you? You can't. With a series build up this big to an episode that that's fucking phenomenal, everything said, yo, you guys are going to get Yahya Abdul-Mateen II on the episode. Ahead of his big spotlight. The tweet with him laughing after episode seven. There has not been a better reaction to... Because, you know, actors are, you know, at the center of twists and reveals and big character plot lines all the time. Facts. But I'm going to venture to say that was like a top five all-time reaction to the cat yeah. being out of the bag. In real time, sitting in the back of a cab just cracking There's up. so much in that laugh. There's relief. Yes. There's definitely some pride. A, a lot of pride. There's excitement because, you know, the way it worked out is the twist is revealed and then you know you're going to get his big episode next week. Yes, 100%. So it's definitely hype. Yaya, we I'm had... I'm hype for him. We had Yaya in the office... Last year. This time last year. This time last year. It was shouts, right ahead of Aquaman. Shouts out to the Conspiracy Corner watchers, all 17 of you. <laughs> so we had him in to talk Black Manta, and I remember him mentioning that he was... I feel like we had seen that he was in Watchmen. At that point, we knew he was going to be in Us, and then yes. we knew he was going to be in Watchmen, and he can talk about neither at length. That poker face, man. Great poker face. It's It, he, he, it was just like saying he was a, an extra or something. Yeah. We didn't know that he was actually Dr. Manhattan. Like the guy. The the man. The man. But, you know, we got him in the office. We talked about that. If you're not up on Yaya now, get up on him now. You'll be able to learn more about him because we got this interview with him next. So, uh, shit, tune in. Yaya. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. The second or is it two? No, you got to say the second. The second. Okay. Oh, I'm, the, I'm the second two. Is Word? that right? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. second energy. There we Talk go. You know? There we Talk go. Talk about it. You, were, you remember when you came in here finally that you were here last year. Yeah. You were the Black Manta talking about. That's what I was talking about last yeah, year. Yeah, you came here during your Aquaman press. Yeah, yeah, press yeah, 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 yeah. Um, during the interview, we were like, yo, what else do you have going on? Yeah. I don't remember if you mentioned Black Mirror, but you definitely mentioned, because I knew you were in Watchmen. I, I mentioned Watchmen. I think you mentioned. It I was think, very I think fleeting. The, well, because the news might have been out, but the news. It, yeah. You Is that right? You mentioned it and like you because you were coming out in that as well as us. And I know, oh, okay, okay, I, okay. I know how the game is. You can't really say a lot. Yeah. NDAs. Yeah. You're very respectful of the NDAs. I gotta be, man. <laughs> at that be. time, this would have been, I think I look back at my email. This was December of 2018. Uh-huh. At that time, coming into our office, how much of what your Watchmen character was did you know? Let me see. Uh, December. Oh, I knew. 
You, I knew it. You in knew what was going on at that oh, time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was in on the heist in December. So, so you're like <laughs> yeah, a master poker player. I was in on it because well, you, you, let, just, there was nothing. Because I would look, man. I'm still expendable, man. I'm still mm. expendable <laughs> out here in this industry, man. I feel there's, you. I feel there's you. some people I think I just saw uh, John Boyega. I don't know if it's true or not, but he left the whole script or something oh, like that. Under his bed, yeah. Under <laughs> his bed. That's the one that got put up on eBay. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> pulled up, pulled up, back. Right, put up and put down. I can't do that yet. You word, know what I'm saying? Word, word. You know, I mean, HBO I'm, and Damon right. sending the goons out if that <laughs> nah, happens. For real though. Right, right. I, I, don't want, I don't want no problem. Is it like that though? I mean, how how deep is the NDA game? Like, are they are they giving it to you in like a locked briefcase? Can they? Are, can you only look at it at certain times of the day or something? It's like, like I mean, it's like scripts. They disappear. This message will self self destruct. Wow. Okay. Man. It's like there's a there's a clock on it. You read it. And you can't even move your cursor over the script. Mm-hmm. And if you move your cursor over the script, the script will go blurry. Oh, this wow. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wow. like that. You move the cursor over the script, the script will go blurry. You know what I mean? It's really it's really wild. Fire. You know, they NSA really got to take yeah. care of that content because if you let it out, everything everything right now is just about spoilers. You know, yeah. everybody everybody wants information. And the way that information is disseminated, you got to take care of that, man. I feel you. I put a zipper on it, keep my money in my pocket. Well, I mean, because you're a part of so many different franchises, it seems like you've already got that. That's the routine, man. But you you mentioned clock ticking. Uh Uh-huh. We're on this Watchmen (laughs) kick right now. Well done, well done. Were were you a fan of the comic or the film before, you know, you got to the script? No, man, I think. Knowing fans, it would just be completely inaccurate to call myself a fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I was familiar with it, and I was introduced to Watchmen because of Aquaman. Oh, wow. Aquaman was my introduction to comics. And as I'm reading Port Through Comics, a friend of mine said, he said, hey, man, you should check out Watchmen. He said, it's not a comic, it's a graphic novel. Mm. And, uh, and then so I started reading that, and I said, yeah, this is this is dope. It's definitely a different texture. It's grounded in the real world, mm-hmm. um, or much more closer you know, to the real world than right. something like Aquaman. And I thought, I thought it was dope. So, But I went into it basically with uh, very, very little little knowledge um, of, of what the whole world was. Word, word. So, you know, for six straight episodes, we're thinking you're just... Regina's yeah. very solid husband. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. One of the best husbands in the world. It seems legit. Like. Yeah, right. You know, what I'm saying? look, she got enough problems outside the house <laughs> as it is. Very supportive. And I yes. said, right. I said, well, you know what she needs. I said, I'm, I'm gonna step up to the plate and I'm gonna be the strong, young. I'm gonna be Regina King, young, sexy husband. I mean, <laughs> and what that means is I'm not gonna give her no problems. Nah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna give Regina no problems. Crazy. Which was, that was already dope because it was a good flip. <laughs> yeah. On, on you know, right. folks that we're used to, especially mm-hmm. in comic books. Right. Right. And then we just get the rug pulled out. Yeah. And you're the whole linchpin of this shit. Yeah. I mean, the rug yeah, pulled yeah. out. She bashed a hammer your head bashed in with right, a hammer. Right, right, right. That's much more than. I wish it was the rug pulled out. <laughs> My God. That would be the easier way to do it, right? So, well, when you were cast, you already knew what you were going in. There was no. 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 No I did way. Not. No, I did not. I, you were I just cast as Cal. I tested for this going in to play Regina King's husband. That wow. was they were playing Calvin. Um, Abraham, I think that I think that was his name. On the oh, paper, okay. Like that. Cal Abraham or something like that. When do you, when do you get the word that this is a bigger deal than after I I, I shot um I already shot one maybe I shot one or two episodes already. Wow. Then, okay. Yeah, and then I see. I, I mean, I knew that there was a little bit more to my character, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that was. I thought he might have been in the military or something like that. Or I thought okay. he might have been maybe a bad guy or so. I didn't. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kind of got some hints, you know, when I was auditioning and I was asking a little bit more about, you know, I was trying to figure out whether or not I should take the job or, you know, um, how significant the uh, role would be. But the word was basically, you know. 
I think if you take it, we can't tell you what it is, but it'll be worth it in the end. I think you'll be happy. It, it's something that's going to be significant. But yeah. you can tell that to anybody. You know, mm-hmm. they can say mm, that true. to anybody. And if that's going to be on this show, working with Regina King and working on HBO and The Watchmen World, any character that they would have given me with enough of a twist would have been an interesting, significant character. 100%. So I, I didn't go into it making any assumptions, but I sat down with Damon a couple episodes in and we had a conversation and he said basically he said Cal is Dr. Manhattan and I try to keep it cool on the outside. <laughs> That's crazy. But on the inside man I was I was tearing that room up. Man. On the inside you heard the, the video that you posted this week. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What an amazing I couldn't response. Believe it. That, I couldn't That's believe the it. that's the response of someone who's been holding something <laughs> in for like at least it must have been a year and a half right a very long time man oh yeah God. yeah something like that definitely definitely a year i remember because i feel like it was maybe a week and a half before this episode dropped uh-huh. we were getting word and the, there were rumors hitting like reddit and right, stuff right, like right, oh right, right. so and i feel bad because we talked about it in here and i hate when something that big is spoiled from yeah, me because yeah, 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 now yeah. i'm watching episode seven and it's kind of like and I know what this is gonna be. Right, We're getting right, right. right before this right. scene. I'm like, I know what's yep. about you to know happen. What's about to happen. But I mean, were you keeping up with any of that stuff? Were people hitting you on social media like, yo, I, I think s- I know? See, I watch it like I'm a fan of the show. I mean, okay. I, I watch it sort of with the perspective of our, of our already know what's gonna go on, but mm-hmm. I like to watch it alongside the fans and see their comments and see what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. It just makes it all that much more enjoyable. So in that moment, I was watching it, and I already knew there's whole Reddit threads of people who think that they know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the comparisons of my hand on the show to my hand in, <laughs> oh, in a wow. Comic-Con interview. I mean, they really went down a rabbit hole okay. trying to figure out who this guy was. But they didn't know how it was. One, one they couldn't be 100% sure, and then right. they didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. So I remember it was like I'm heading to my sister's house. I'm, I'm in the cab, and I'm headed up to Harlem, and uh, it's about the 50th minute. It was like 9.50, so I know that now is the time to hop online and to check because I know it's about to go down. Yeah. And I just watched everyone go through that roller coaster of, oh, I think Dr. Manhattan is going to show up. Oh, wait, she just did she just say that he was on Earth? Yeah. Oh, Angela knows who Dr. Manhattan is. I bet it's Cal. No, I bet it's, I bet it's the kid. <laughs> oh, shit, it is Cal. Wait, what is she going to do with the hammer? Oh, <laughs> she just busted my side of the head. And then it was Cal the whole time. I yeah. can't believe it. I was, and then it was so funny watching people go on that emotional. And for me, I'm just in the cab pressing refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh, and watching them go through the entire emotional roller coaster. And at the end, I just felt like I got away with the biggest heists in the history of television. Legit. You know what I mean? It's actually amazing. Yeah, it was just, it was hilarious. All right, so let's get into eight then because yeah. what was filming that like? Because the nature of Dr. Manhattan, you know, it jumps around a lot. It's very heady, mm-hmm. you know? It is, right? It yeah. is, right? Eight was challenging, you know? I thought eight was just gonna let me loose out the cannon and I'm powerful Dr. Manhattan and I'm pulverizing people and yeah. blowing people and I'm coming to save the world and it was like, nah son, sit down. It's a love story that we about to tell. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, sit down, we're gonna we're gonna take our time very slow and we're gonna start to put the pieces together yeah, and yeah. tell this love story. And guess what? There's another twist at the end. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that you have to emotionally prepare for as well. So yeah, eight was a journey once I got the pages and I thought it was gonna be leading up to something else and it said Slow down because we got got a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more territory to cover. So eight was a journey, man. I think I played one, two, maybe three different versions of Doctor Manhattan in that journey. All right, because it starts off where Angela and Doctor Manhattan meet in the eighties. Yeah. In uh-huh. the eighties, uh-huh. was that you in the blue paint, or was that someone else? It was me. That was you. Okay, yeah. because we never see his face. We never see your face, and there, there's definitely. Wait, you said the eighties. Yeah. 
Are you right about that? Or, or no, or is, uh, it would have been ten years before. Oh, it would have been 2009. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. For sure, for sure. That that was you in the blue paint in the bar. Yes. Because the the voice like that was your voice. Or did they play with your voice? Like how did? Yeah, that was me. I did I did some voice work. On oh that. wow! And um and I, I looked at different samples of people who I thought were hyper intelligent mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. looked at Steve Jobs was one and I looked at the dean of my drama school James Bundy and then Damon Lindelof. And I played around with their vocal inflection and added my own vocal qualities to it and found a voice that I didn't think sounded black, one, because he, he no, enters yeah. in as Dr. Manhattan, who right. is, uh, you know, John Osterman. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I walk in and try to create a voice for what John Osterman's voice would be like and still try to have it, you know, different enough while at the same time not sounding like a caricature and where I can still have some type of emotional variety in mm-hmm. there. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I, it, was a, it was a fun challenge, though. I didn't know, but I remember when, when you go into the transition from Dr. Manhattan to this other being, yeah. there's a change in the voice. Uh-huh. I think it's even called to it, but I, it made me wonder, like, shit, is that him? In the yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. actually pretty amazing. Oh, that's what's up. You going for some, like, voice acting? You trying to do some animation or something? <laughs> I'll like, take them checks, too, man. <laughs> give them all, man. I'll take them checks. What, you know? was, was, how, was that part one of the hardest things, playing Dr. Manhattan, to work with the voice, or was there something else that was more difficult? The work with the voice was challenging. I, I spent a lot of hours on that. I went horse a couple times and, mm-hmm. and, and just trying to really push myself and figure out what that was. But really the challenge with Dr. Manhattan is, like, I want to act and I want to, f- you know, I'm playing a guy who's a, who's a god who comes down to earth, and in my opinion he comes back because he wants to be human. He wants to experience humanity again. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so hard to communicate with Dr. Manhattan because he's not, he's not a guy who's going to give you a whole lot of emotional range. That's just not his box. He's going right. to hit you in the intellectual space, and he may be witty or a little bit charming, but it's like only up until a certain point mm-hmm. because he's sort of beyond the way that he, he's so much larger than the ways that we communicating the mechanisms that we use to make our points heard you know what I mean he's he's kind of very much on the intelligence realm so mm. uh, a lot of the challenge for me was how to introduce some human qualities to him and still without losing the qualities of the God and yeah. you know what I mean hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you... Eight's crazy. Eight's crazy. Eight, we learn a lot about Eight. We learn a lot about Dr. Manhattan in yeah. that time frame at uh-huh. Eight. There's still a lot of ground to cover for that finale. Though. That's yeah. what everybody's saying. Everyone was is like, like, look. very worried. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like, hilarious. I, I they need was the like, finale to be like, like two hours. They're like, yeah. they're like, how are you going to do this with one episode left? So much more ground. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing that's going to make people tune in to episode nine. hundred percent. And I think they'll watch it with their arms crossed and be like, come on now, take care of me. <laughs> Show me take something. Take care of me. I went on this long journey with you, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> I went on this long journey with you. Take care of me, please. And, a- uh, and we'll see what happens. Damon's history in Hollywood yeah. is so... I don't want to call it polarizing because he does a lot of great stuff, but I think there's a lot of people that, that have question with it. But, I mean, I feel like... He doesn't spoon feed you. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's never going to be that. And, I mean, I don't think you can do that with Watchmen. It's mm-hmm. it's 
you know, with Doc Manhattan himself being so heady, I think the subject matter on the show mm -hmm. is so heady that it can't just be, you know, all yeah. right, this needs to happen. It's, yeah. it's, there's going to be something crazy that's going on. Yeah, and I think it'll be satisfying in a way, not necessarily satisfying, and I'm, this is not to say that it won't be this, mm -hmm. but I'm not talking about the satisfaction where it's tied up in a really nice bow, mm -hmm. but I think if every episode ends with... You know, for the past couple episodes, especially, it ends with your jaw on the floor. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I think Nine does the same thing. Yeah, 100%. You know, does the same thing. And, well, and, and there's that, something satisfying about that. Eight has that crate, like Regina goes, like, pull John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah she does. Like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it like working with her? She's, um, she's a superstar, man. And um, Regina had not ever done anything like this before. Uh -huh. And she would talk about this. So she had a lot of firsts on this project. I think yeah. first sex scene, I think that she's done. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, first time, like, doing something like big, a big action thing, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So she was just really having fun Word. with this project. And she bought herself to it. She was so game, is how I describe her, over and over. Every day, everything that she was asked to do, she was really just game about it mm -hmm. and just really having a really fun time. So when it came to the guns, she wanted to make sure that she was on point with everything, mm. that she really looked like she could do all this stuff, and yeah. she got fit for it. Yeah, she did her thing. Crazy. Talk a little bit about how it feels to be involved with this project, just from everything it's tackling about, mm. you know, race in America. It started with the Oklahoma massacre. Mm -hmm. Everything you get to the whole justice. Hooded Justice twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this feels like a very, way more, like, crucial piece of, like, American art than yeah. I think anyone thought it was going to be. For me, it's so important to be a part of a project like this because we get to tell this story. We, we get to talk about race in America. We get to talk about something that's not really talked about, which is generational trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, trauma that's passed down from 100 years ago. Trauma from the great-grandfather that was passed down to the grandfather, mm -hmm. that was passed down to the father, and then lands and is sitting in Angela's lap. And you can see how trauma from four generations ago is still affecting the way that a person moves yeah. today, you know. And people don't really like to have those conversations in America because then that's when people say, oh, well, it wasn't us that did it. It was, mm -hmm. our, you know, it was, a, you know, no one is alive now who caused that pain yeah. that you're experiencing right now. But it's like we're saying, no, there's a pattern. You can actually follow the structure and to see how a lot of things got the way that they are today. I'm really proud to be a part of a show that's not shying away from what it's calling evil. It's saying it's saying that there is white supremacy, specifically mm -hmm. white supremacy. Yep. It is bad. It is evil. And we're not saying that. And the answer is sitting down and having conversations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're saying, no, find those motherfuckers, interrogate them <laughs> in X, Y, Z. I'll put Word. it like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe that specifically is not the answer, but we're saying that this is not something that we can back into, right. you know what I mean, in terms of finding a solution. So I think in that regard, in terms of the historical precedence, uh, it's a revolutionary show. I think we're also, you know, on on our show, as it stands right now, God lives in the body of a black man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. God lives in the body of a black man in a world where white supremacy is the oppressive being. You know what I mean? And so, why not? I think it's real dope to embody that, you know, yeah. and to tell that story. I was never even thinking about this when I was, you know, when I was making this and when I was being a part of it, I was just like, cool, I get to get in shape and walk around, <laughs> you know, however I want. I yeah. put it like that, you know what I'm saying? And be painted blue and do all this stuff. But then I read on Twitter when somebody's saying, wow, God is a black man. Yeah, and yep. showing that on TV, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's powerful because representation matters. It really, really matters. I didn't know that I could be an actor because I thought that the people in the box 
were just that, were different from me, were people in the box. Mm -hmm. Until I saw Marshawn Lynch, we played against each other in high school, and I, I know him from college, we went to Berkeley together, until I saw him on television. Uh -huh. And that's when it really, really broke that idea for me. That's when it demystified the, the idea that people in the box, and I'm 20 years old at this time, uh -huh. it demystified the idea for me that the people in the box were different from people like me. Word. And I would say, oh, no, I could be one of those people in the box. I can I can do that. And it's just really something so simple, right? Yeah. But it's representation. It's seeing someone that looks like me, seeing someone that I know that I can relate to in a certain position. And all of a sudden, I'm imagining myself in that position. So right now, so many people are walking around imagining themselves as Dr. Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody putting on their black and white suit, you know what I'm saying? Being like, yeah, I'm going to go to Comic-Con. I'm Dr. Manhattan. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just like that, where, where as before, it would have been a different thing. So yeah. it's really cool to be a part of that conversation also. Or even in the way that, you know, we talked to Cord who co-wrote the Hooded Justice episode. Oh, man. And the way that just kind of like oh, man. literally the first superhero ever mm -hmm. was a black guy. Was a black guy. And it mm -hmm. makes so much sense when you think about who would need to put on a mask. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Like it just yeah, clicks. Yeah, yeah man. It's a, it's a revolutionary show. But then at the same time, what I love about it is it's not a show that is, it doesn't shy away, but it's not heavy handed. It's not all in your face. Yeah. It's yeah. simply truth. You yeah, know what I mean? mean? It simply, mm -hmm. it goes to present truth. They say truth hurts. It hurts. But it's still truth. And, right. You know, we don't have to put all these extras on our truth because the history is messed up anyway. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Um, but, and at the same time, it is all of that. And then as you see in 8, it's a love story at the same time too. I, you know I what I'm saying? So, I, I think I love, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I, no, go ahead. I love the the way that episode was, just the fact the that framing, it The framing, right? The framing yeah. going back from the date to whatever time because there, there were so many different time shifts it was just it was it was beautiful to me I, yeah, i'm yeah, watching yeah. like i'm already here yeah. with the show uh -huh, uh -huh, but uh -huh. that episode because it's such a huge explaining of what was going on yeah. but we're also getting i mean the story of angela and, yeah. and, and cal finally yeah. uh you know getting together <clears throat> I, if there was a better way of introducing you and introducing that part of your character yeah. i don't know what the hell it would have been oh man that's, I don't that's know cool what it that's been. cool that's, that's a compliment man there's a lot that we need to cover. I want to get into some of this stuff. Do it, do it, do it. This year you got announced for uh, Matrix 4. Oh, Matrix yeah. 4. You did, huh? You're in the center of... <laughs> this man. You're in the center of one big fan base, and you're about to jump in a whole other. You're about to do this again. Oh, yeah, man. I'm all over the map, man. I think it's cool because, you know, you, you take something like Aquaman, which was sort of the beginning of these big movies, right? Mm -hmm. And Aquaman is one type of journey, is one type of world building in a specific fan base. Then you go and step into something like Watchmen, you know, and that is a similar fan base, but it's going to bring in an older fan base, a more mm -hmm. mature fan base, a more mature subject matter. Mm -hmm. And then to go into something like The Matrix, it can carry on those same people, but then there's a whole other body of, oh, yeah. of people that's going to come in and watch that. And then I can talk about the world from a completely different perspective. So I like that I can hit these large formats while also being relevant and drawing in and bringing an audience along for the ride and also introducing myself to a completely different audience. So, yeah, I think it's dope. I may be ready to take a break from, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the large movies and, and do some more stuff that's sort of more near and dear. But I, but I have those. I have Candyman. I have Candy Chicago Man. 7. I have, I have some things that's going to take care of me on that regard, too. But Can Matrix is dope. Candyman's another one. I mean, did you... Because I imagine you have some Matrix questions. I imagine. Well... I don't know what he can say. That's the thing. You know, it's hard. I mean, I yeah. just think it's got to be fire to be because they announced Keanu and Carrie. Uh -huh. Yes. And that adds a whole nother level of excitement. And uh -huh. then you're the first new name they announced. Like, uh -huh. You're right up there with it. Uh-huh. In the mix. In the mix. In the mix. 
That's what's up. Damn it. Well, will you make another a visit that, at some I point mean, when you can <laughs> talk? When the NDA for that list, then you yeah. gotta come back. You, we, we need you back. Right, right, We'll right, put some right. green lights in the room that time. Right, right, right. That's what's up. I read that you you shot Candyman in Chicago. That's finished, right? Candyman's in the can, yep. That was your first time in Chicago, right? Yes, it was. Did you have Harold's? I did. Nice. That's what I'm I talking did. about. They That's say I went to the wrong one, though. I went to the one. Wait, in, there's the one you have to go to. I went to the one near Wicker Park, not far from Wicker Park. They said I went. Oh. To, everybody said that I went to the wrong one. It wasn't hood enough. That's what they say. Which one did we go to? We the one we went to was it on was, a nice street with a lot of nice shops. You know what it was? It was went like to the wrong one. we because we went and it was a complex con early this summer by the hotel by the hotels. But the part where the Heralds was was like the brink of hood yeah like there were no there weren't i mean no disrespect but there were no homeless people walking around the convention center immediately at that corner where the heralds was uh, there was like a different regular energy her- it was starting it was starting to change i mean was, yeah there was a bodega right around the corner they sold like hookahs and someone and in ours like just walked in the door and said they locked ricky up yeah so I think that might have been the right one. Oh, you might have been the right yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah no <laughs> ricky! There was bulletproof glass and everything, but that chicken was slamming. The chicken was slamming? That chicken was... I mean, did you enjoy it? I did. It was good, but I thought, man... They put a whole lot of hype on that sauce, man. I was the like, mild oh, sauce. Yeah, mm. mild sauce. That's sweet and sour sauce, man. They just call it mild, mild sauce. Yeah, there's people that's, that there's people that are gonna hear that and be upset. That with mild you. sauce is sweet and sour <laughs> sauce. Damn. Damn, I lived on Harold's for a week when I was out there. I, is that I, right? I, I wanted to get. It. They sell the mild sauce. Yeah, in they bottles. do. They sell it in gallons. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, because they dump a gallon on the chicken when you get it. Man, that's sweet and sour sauce. Don't let them know. <laughs> you, you never been. Don't let them tell you that's no mild sauce. You go to Harold's, you ask them for. sweet Sweet and That's sour amazing. sauce, and they go and they go upcharge you. Also, just in terms of talking about your packed year, yes. we can't let you get out of here without talking about the line of the year. Yes, you know, you already know. You know, you already. the polar bear. What is it? I, I fucked funny, the polar yo, bear. And still funny. couldn't get you out of my head. Y'all funny, funny. <laughs> I mean, were you funny, were you ready funny. to become a meme though? Hold on, can I say this real quick? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I made it this long. <laughs> Without talking about that publicly or really? in any format, really? I, I'm pretty sure I made it this far to the year, to all the way up to December. It is, when yeah, was that without, spring? That was without, spring, right? Yeah, that was yeah. just spring, I think, without talking about that, and it, and it comes up now. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm but because I remember what an episode. It, well, it's one of those uh, things where, like, even people that didn't watch Black, because there's a lot of people that still didn't know what Black Mirror was. Sure. They that was the first episode <laughs> of the new season. Right, a a right, lot right. of our audience, is like, yo, striking vipers. It's, it's two brothers on the screen, like you know, <laughs> striking and, vipers, and that I remember. I woke up that next day. There was like polar bears. There was it was one. It was like that episode out of context. It was like Street Fighter, a polar bear, with like yeah. a couple of different things. Yeah. Well, we yeah. had the screeners, but I just knew once it hit, I was like, all right, this is gonna be the one. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah, that was dope, man. I'll be forgetting about that all the time, man. That's cool. Uh, I had a pretty good, uh, pretty fun. good little run. That's what's up. You're filming the trial of the Chicago Seven, right? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. I'm playing, uh, playing Bobby Seale, getting That's you crazy. know, bringing Bobby Seale to life. That was 1968 after the Democratic Convention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the trial where Bobby Seale was notoriously bound and gagged in the courtroom mm. for three days. And, you know, Bobby Seale came up in Oakland, mm. uh, and I immediately gravitated to it, you know, just on the strength of that, the Black Panthers, the history of Oakland. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's a very, very important project. That's nice to have in the midst of all these other things, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean what, Aaron Sorkin? Mm-hmm. You got Kelvin Harrison Jr.? Kelvin Harrison Jr., he's fire, man. I love he's that off guy. the hook. Eddie Redman, Mark Rylands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's all yeah. It's just, it's just top to bottom. Frank Langella, crazy. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's a good one. Beauty. I can't wait for that. That's twenty twenty, right? Twenty twenty. Look for that in I think October. I finally, I guess, I saw you also said Aquaman two twenty twenty two. 
I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like no info whatsoever on this right now. Uh, nah, I don't think so. I think Jason loves his ideas for it. He's Jason. <laughs> Jason been having uh, ideas for Aquaman too since before we did Aquaman one. Really, <laughs> really. Oh, he seems very he's, amped on it. Oh yeah, he's he's ready. He's he's amped up, man. That he's, and the Snyder cut. Yeah, dude is. <laughs> oh man, you've not seen the Snyder cut. Have Are you? you in the Snyder cut? Everyone's in. He's in. It. That's You're in. It. Ain't no Snyder cut, man. <laughs> Is that official? Official from Black Manta? Ain't no, no. You, hold on, you say, I love, look at you. Is that official? Is that official word from Black? Just trying to make sure. You see how you try to sneak that just in? Is that an, sure. Do we have an official word? I should just say yes, it's official, just to make it go through the roof, huh? Do it. Nah, nah it's up to you, man. It's up, well, because that's what that's everybody's Snyder talking cut, about. Man. But I mean, hey, you know. They're loyal. It's nice to know that people are really loyal about that and have a good energy to it. Well, it just hit me. Uh, Black Manta. Um, that was Black Dr. Time, Manhattan. Actually. Striking Vipers. Yes. Resume. Yeah, Whoever man. he is in the Matrix for. Whoever yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate y'all, man. We, like I said, we're gonna have to make this a regular at thing. At this point. Cool, cool. At some point I'll learn to take my headphones off and not wear it. <laughs> no, I think I, I think you're fine. I thing. think you're fine. All right, man. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Thank y'all for having it. me, man. It's a pleasure. It was fun. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. Bruh. Big homie. I mean, I'm glad that he finally remembered us, but I'm also I'm glad that he just was fucking here like yeah having the conversation being able to talk to him it's always dope to be on people early and then 100%. that comes back around you that's, know it's kind of what we do here that is but then you know sometimes they get a little bit hollywood facts and they don't pick up the phone and i mean i will say he's got a lot to be feeling hollywood he does <laughs> and but also we it's not like we saw the dr manhattan episode and then like we're feverishly calling him no we already wanted to get him back in i was just I because was, he's already been having a year without getting too inside baseball i've been talking to his publicist people since like august like once we had the it podcast in the chamber and we started lining up guests he was like one of the first names like Hundred percent. Regina's we, husband on Watchmen. Boom. Let's go. Say let's, less. And that, and that's all we knew. Just like he said, he knew at the beginning. Right? All he knew that he would, and that's what he wanted. And the Matrix. And and then we kind of just uh, lucked into a gem. That Very was fun. Good timing. That was a lot of fun. It's good to get him for that episode. If you're watching Watchmen and you've watched his progression uh, as a character, you should be hype. You should be hype off that, and I think he, you should be hype off of him. Like, if you're one of those people who just likes to pay attention to... New Hollywood? New Hollywood and, and just career trajectory. Like, Word. really go through his IMDb, you know. He's on it. He's on it. But it's it's weird because he's still got a name where it's like, you've definitely seen his face in something. He's associated with too many big things. Right. But give it another year. Yeah, exactly. And it's he's, he's going to be yaya to everybody. He's going to be Ellen DeGeneres' best friend. On that note, though, thank you to Yaya for coming through. Again, if you guys aren't watching Watchmen, you're, you're fucking all the way up. Frazier, thank you. As thank always. you, Cal. Oh, no doubt. No, I'm always I'm always Cal. I'm always here. And what you need to do is listen up and, and watch, watch less. less. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.